Welcome back in to the Tide Talk Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, how's it going, man? Man, I am pumped. What an exciting weekend for sports. And I know we, we cover Alabama sports, uh, but, man, I just got to shout out the U.S. Men's Ryder Cup team. What a huge win after being embarrassed a couple years ago in Paris. Man, I've yeah. been, I I kept up with, with all of it, man, and that was a huge win for the guys. And it was a pretty much a youth movement. So uh, I'm glad to see that. Man, we got some studs on the U.S. side. Uh, golf to lead us in the future, like JT and Brooks Kapka and Bryson DeChambeau. And there's some great guys, Tony Fee now. So, man, I'm pumped up about that. But I'm also pumped up about the huge win uh, Saturday as well. So it was a great weekend of sports. Yeah, it re- really was a good weekend. Uh, Clemson gets beat. Uh, just th- th- they they have fallen apart. Auburn uh, struggles on homecoming. Yeah, all- Auburn was struggling against Georgia State. Uh, Bo Nix gets pulled. So a lot is going on right now, and there's there's a lot to look forward to as well. But uh, before we really dive too much further into it, do got to tell you about our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the place. BetOnline.ag is the place you need to be to place all your sports bets. Uh, NFL season's in full swing. College football season in full swing. You can get on get in on those Heisman bets. Uh, national championship bets, Super Bowl bets, you know, whatever you want to do, it's at betonline.ag. And, of course, they have that online casino that's open 24 hours a day. So that's betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right, Jake, Alabama Southern Miss, you know, it's one of those games that you just really want to get through without an injury, you know, on, on, on normal seasons. But, Jake, after the way the game went last week, how important was it for Alabama to come out and, you know, do what they did against Southern Miss? Uh, Mentality-wise, it was very important because, I mean, that that Alabama factor hadn't been there with this team this year yet. I mean, like the, the mentality that per se, uh, like Saban said, you know, they, they pretty much play one true Alabama style, like a quarter and a half style Alabama football. And then the rest, they're lost. And Saban – was wanting, you know, that mentality to come back and and for a full four quarters and well, and you know, Saturday night, man, it was it was there, and I was, you know, it was great to see. I mean, the the uh, offensive line seemed like they they clicked together, and you know, before people hound us, I mean, yes, I know it's Southern Miss, but still, we need these type play games to to get us refocus on on the goal, and that is to win a national championship. Yeah, I thought the intensity was good from start to finish on both sides of the ball. Of course, special teams made big plays in the game. Jamison Williams with two kickoff returns for touchdowns, you know, one that opened the game up. So that that part was huge. But I'm with you. Just just from a mentality standpoint, it was nice to kind of get back to that that Bama standard, you know, where you you dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. You make explosive plays in the passing game and in the running game. I think we had two two uh, rushes for over 20 yards uh, in the contest, one from Roydale and one from Jace. And, and of course, Bryce was pretty much automatic the entire contest. So uh, it was really just a great overall performance from the team. And like you said, the, the mentality point of it was maybe the most important factor of the game. The team looked focused. And like I said, they played with intensity for for the entire sixty minutes, which was which was really kind of the first time that it happened all season. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I I hate that um, Bryce threw his first interception. It was kind of a bogus interception. You know, Jamison's got to catch that ball when it hits him right in the chest. But, you know, at least in his mind, it's out of the way now. So he don't have to worry about, you know, man, I, I still haven't thrown an interception. I, I, it's still in the back of his mind. It's not there anymore. So now he can go out and just play his game. And he showed out last night. And, I mean, we, we've said it the first week. We said it the second week. We said it last Sunday, you know, last Saturday. But he has shut up his his doubters. Yeah. I mean, that, that kid is amazing. Yeah, well, let's just let's just look at some of the stats real quick. You talked about Bryce Young, twenty of twenty-two for three hundred and thirteen yards, fourteen point two per pass. That's that's great. Uh, Was it five touchdowns to one interception? Uh, And like you mentioned, that interception really wasn't on him. That was on Jamison. But I don't know if you saw this or not. But Bryce in his post-game interview. he he took responsibility for the interception. Said he shouldn't have threw it there. So, you know, he's just he's just a different dude. He uh he handles things like a seasoned veteran. Yeah. So it's just it's crazy. And and we're going Jalen Miro, Jake. He got in at the end of the game, and man, that that dude just oozes with talent. Man, it's dude. it's going to be fun to watch him grow over the next two seasons behind Bryce Young. Yeah, and then then look and see what he can do his his junior season, but uh, I'm excited about what, about what Bryce Young is going to do over the next couple of years, but then moving forward after he's gone, you know, guys like Jalen Milrow, he he's a special talent. Man, he come in and and I mean, what he can do with his legs is amazing. I mean, yeah. he escaped the pocket when it collapses. I mean, dude's fast, and I mean they they talked about it on the. Uh, you know, on, in the uh, commentary last night, but they say that he might be the most athletic player on on the team. And I mean, we have guys like Jameson Williams who returned to two kickoffs for a touchdown, yeah. but Jalen Mirror, who sat on the sidelines, probably our most athletic player. That that's insane to think about. But it's all it's all due time. I mean, I mean, it, it's crazy to think that we still have Rosh Young for two years. Right, right. I mean. I mean, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little while before Jalen gets his chance, but but he will when he does, man. But it's, it's probably for the good. best, to be honest with you, Jake. Yeah. I mean, you know, he made a great throw to, to Javon Baker there for a touchdown towards the end of that game, but he he still has a lot to learn as far as you know the the passing game and, and understanding yeah. coverages. So it's it's nice that he can sit behind a guy like Bryce Young and learn for a couple of years and before he's actually thrown into the. To the fire, so I'm excited about the future there. Uh, you know, another thing on offense that that really stood out. We had our best best rushing attack of the season, uh, uh, well over 200 yards rushing. I got the stats here as a team: 211 yards rushing, uh, you know, 6.2 yards of carry, and of course that does. You know, Bryce Young had minus 11 yards because of of sacks and stuff, so that that kind of hurt a little bit. But but a long of 55 by Rodell Williams. And then a 27-yard run by Jace McClellan. So a couple explosive runs, uh, and just a, an overall the, the best rushing performance of the season. And and that's something that they need moving forward. You know, maybe you don't need to average 200 yards a game rushing, but you do need to have a couple explosive runs. You know, every game just to kind of keep that defense on, honest. Absolutely, and you know we've got a tough matchup, which we'll we'll be back or preview it this week. Um, but 
you know, this coming week we'll miss. But we we're gonna have to have those explosive plays right, uh, right. from from our running backs. You know, we'll, we'll need a couple of series where we get you know six seven yards of carry out of them, and uh, that that will open up the passing lanes for for Bryce later in the game. Plus, when you have a good rushing attack, you're wearing down that defense, and that's the biggest key right now especially uh, for Alabama's sake, because we're so used to doing that. By the fourth quarter, most most teams, you know, can't can't touch us because, you know, they're so worn out on defense. You know, Yeah, and we, we saw that happen against Florida on, oh, on yeah. our end. I mean, you know, that, that late in that third and that fourth quarter, the defense was just gassed. That was the yeah. only reason they were giving up yardage then. Yeah. I mean, they were just completely gassed. So uh, having that rushing attack and can, can really be beneficial – you know, late in the ball games. But uh, another thing on offense before we move to the defense real quick, uh, the, the the dynamic duo at tight end with Jaleel Billingsley and Cameron Latou, uh, I'm not sure there's a better duo in the country. No. Uh, Billingsley is an elite playmaker. Mm-hmm. And, and Latou is a playmaker as well, but Billingsley is elite down the field. I mean, as far as he, he creates separation, he has incredible hands. Uh, he's good after the catch, uh, and and then Latou, he's just he's just a a dude. I mean, he just makes plays. So it's just the the duo there at tight end, you know. And we I talked about it last week. It looked like Billingsley was starting to come out of the doghouse a little bit, and I said if that was the case, you could start seeing those two guys on the field at the same time. And if that happens, look out. And and that's kind of what we saw this past Saturday. And uh, Billingsley and Latou, <laughs> they're they're going to make a make some defensive coordinators, you know, stay up late trying to prepare for those guys. Yeah, I got two points I want to make about the receiving core and, and those guys. First off, I mean, ever since Saban's come down to Tuscaloosa, he's one of his receivers to block. And Jamison Williams lit up, I think it was a linebacker last night on a block and, and freed a guy on the outside. I think it was either Roydell or maybe Jace on, on a run. So, you know, our wide receivers can block, and they can block down the field. And uh, and the other thing is, the two, even though, you know, he's young, but the wherewithal to, to know when when Mechie dove for that pylon and the ball come out, he was right there to instinctively know to pick that ball up and to get in the end zone with it. That, that was amazing. I, I mean, the awareness on that kid was amazing. But, but Billingsley, like you said, he's a nightmare – or a mismatch problem, and and I'm glad that both of these guys are going to be the field next week because they're you know Lane Kiffin's going to have to keep his eye on both of them. You know that defense is going to get gassed by my boy. Yeah, they're going to stress the defense uh, or the defenses moving forward because uh, Billingsley is more of that deep threat mm-hmm. uh, from that tight end position, and and Latou is just kind of one of those possession guys who's going to get you a first down when you need it. So. Uh, they both kind of play a little bit different, but they're also both capable of beating you. So uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that kind of grow. And uh, the, the offensive line played their best game of the season. I know it was Southern Miss, but they played their best game of the season. Javion Cohen is becoming a real force in the running game. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked about last week, uh, that, that the right side has been opening up lanes, you know, with, with uh, mm-hmm. Emil Echior at guard and, and Chris Owens at right tackle. And uh, Javion Cohen's a new guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's started four times now, and he's he's getting better each week. And uh, I think the future is bright for him. And that left side 
you know, with Evan Neal over there and Javion Cohen, that I think the offensive line is starting to come together. And, and of course, we're going to find out more about those guys as we move forward in the SEC play. But I thought it was their best performance of the season. It was, and I, I'm glad to see it because, you know, that that was pretty much our weight, weight point, I thought, on on the offensive side of the ball. And they're finally getting together. It's it's going to be good moving forward because those guys are talented. And, and, you know, Owen's on the right, you know, right tackle. He's got playing experience. He's just going to get better each week playing yeah, in that course. position. So, yeah. He he had I think he did give up a sack last night, but other than that, he played really well. So I'm glad to say he opened up some lanes running wise. So I'm well. I, I believe there. both of our big runs were on the right side. I yeah. know Roy Dell's was, yeah. uh, I, and I'm pretty sure Jace's was as well. So uh, that right side does a really good job in the running game. But I, I think overall, as an offense, we have to remember, and they brought it up last night in the broadcast that there's once Landon Diggerson starts for Philadelphia, which he's going to tomorrow night, that will be six players from the 2020 offense at Alabama that are now starters in the NFL. So over half of last year's offense is now starting in the NFL. And, you know, this offense is still averaging 45 points a game through the first four games. Yeah, they've had their ups and downs, but there's a lot of fresh faces. There's a lot of guys that have been there, but are now in in different places or in different roles. So it's just, I mean, it's it's logical to think and to understand that it's going to take a few games to kind of get your feet wet uh, and to get into the groove of things, you know, on offense. So it's a it's a game that it takes reps, and and there's no better reps than than live game reps. And you know, now they got four games under the belt, and they seem to be you know kind of finding their groove at the right time. Absolutely, and I want to. You know, commend uh, um, Tom Hart and Jordan Rogers last night. I mean, I know they're covering the Alabama game, but all you hear about is how Alabama's not a lead anymore. These guys are like, I, the team I'm seeing here has that potential to be elite. And, and moving forward, I believe they're going to be. So yeah, that I, wasn't bashing on like some of the ESPN heads have. The past well, here, here's my problem. Here, here's my problem with that whole conversation about teams being elite. They've played four games so far. Right. I mean, we're not even halfway done with the season. So let's 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 see a little bit more. I mean, people want to talk about Georgia being elite. Jake, they haven't played anybody. We now know that Clemson is nothing. I mean, they're fisting to play their their the best opponent of the season in Arkansas next week. And then after that, if they dominate them, yeah, you can say they're elite. But right now they haven't played anybody worth a flip. UAB is their best win right now. I mean, seriously. Honestly. Yeah. I, I mean yeah. it, the Clemson game, Jake. Clemson's not good. They got Clemson, they, yeah. they got issues, man. Big time. Their defense is still pretty good, but that offense cannot score to save its life. Well, I mean, they got twenty-one no. points in two overtimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they played four quarters and two overtimes, and still only had twenty-one points. Jake, yeah. that's you're that's not awful. a good football team. And and the year twenty twenty-one, if if in four quarters plus two overtimes you only get twenty-one points, that's just, that's not going to cut it, Jake. No, it's not. But. So I, I just think I think people need to pump the brakes a little bit. The season's still young. We're going to find out about a lot of teams over the next couple of weeks, and then we can start having the discussions about which teams are elite and which teams are not. It, it's a, it kind of does have a different feel because I mean <laughs> those elite teams in the past, some of them had been there. I mean Oklahoma's struggling, Ohio State's struggling. Um, right now, I, I put it out last night. Right now, to me. Uh, four of the best teams in college football come, is coming out of the SEC. 
And yeah. uh, so, and I mean, Oklahoma, I'm not Oklahoma, but Oregon's looking really good. But that Fresno State win's looking a whole lot better because Fresno State out of the blue is really good. So, I mean, it, this is just a strange year in college football. It is crazy. I don't, I couldn't imagine that Arkansas would be this good. Hey, and, and Jake, Florida is a team that that's playing sure. much better this year than what I was anticipating. Emory Me Jones too. had another great night. Uh, uh, Saturday against uh, against Tennessee, and you know you take those two explosive plays that Tennessee had in that game against they Florida. Didn't they didn't really do, they didn't really do anything against that Florida defense. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Florida's a little better than what you know even I anticipated this year. Me Emory too. Jones is starting to kind of come into his own. Uh, Dan Mullen's doing a good job of kind of you know just kind of easing him into the ball games, and so uh, I think right now they're playing as good as anybody in the country right now. I mean you. You know what I try to think right now. Florida and Oklahoma play, Jake. I mean, I, I'm taking Florida big time. So I, I just is like I said, it's just too early in the season. Teams have are you know it's not like 2020 when you were playing, you know, pretty much an all conference schedule and you kind of knew who was who a few games right. into the season. It's not like that this year because you know Alabama's played Southern Miss and Mercer. Mm-hmm. You know, Georgia's played UAB, uh, Vandy. Andy, uh, Clemson, and I can't remember who some other garbage team. Yeah. So in South Carolina, I mean that South, South Carolina. Carolina's breaking a new coach. They're not. They're not nowhere near where they need to be. So right. it's just it's too early to, to to talk about who's elite and who's not. But I will take you know, uh, and we're we're not bashing on Georgia, but no, no, they're a know, great team. They're a right. great team. But like I said, right now as we look at it. Their best win is UAB, and Alabama's best win is in a hostile environment at Florida. So yeah, you know. well, let's see, and that's 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 my whole my whole problem with with the way a lot of people reacted, you know, nationally right. about the about the Florida game last week is that I mean, there's not many wins out there in college football better than that win. No, it's not. That's a very tough place to play. I mean, as far I mean. See, maybe Arkansas's win over Texas A&M, but Jake Texas A&M's playing with their backup quarterback. They I mean, can't he, do nothing. They can't he, score with Calzada. They, 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 they can't complete a forward pass, man. I mean, no. so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's just a lot that that needs to be. You know, there's still a lot to learn from from all these teams. So, and and the good news is we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks. So, absolutely, because uh, there's a lot of good games coming over over the next couple of weeks. But but yeah. going back to the Southern Miss game real quick before we wrap the wrap the show up. Uh, defensively, Jake, they did. They got 14 points. Uh, maybe one more touchdown or you know something than than what we wanted to give up, but gave up just a little over 200 yards total in the game. Southern Miss averaged 3.7 yards a play or so. So the defense played well. Uh, it was nice to see the depth along the defensive line kind of grow. You saw LeBron Ray getting back into the game. He's finally you know starting to get healthy. He played a good bit of reps uh, Saturday night. Uh, then Jamil Burroughs, he was kind of a guy who flashed there late in that ball game, a guy that's, you know, 312 pounds but looks super athletic. So, uh, you know, building some depth on the defensive line is huge. And uh, Will Anderson just continues to be a monster. He's unbelievable, Jake. <laughs> I don't see how, you know, moving forward teams I, – I don't think a double team can stop him. I mean, he's no. just a hoss. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that kid – we got him on our side because I yeah. hate to – you know, I hate to see what he does, you know, against us because that, that dude's a monster. But, 
you know, right now he he's pretty much our heart and soul in the defense. And yeah, if he's if he's playing well, and he talked about I think last week or the week before that he's got to step up and be more of a vocal leader. He he's one of these guys that lets his leading be on the field, but he does realize now that he's got to be a vocal leader. And and that defense for the most part, uh, yeah, it, you know, but but that last touchdown I think come like in the second half, and you know maybe a lot of. Um, Backups for so I'm not really, you know, upset about it. Uh, but that's well, saying, and and uh, Jalen Moody made a great play. He tipped the ball. I mean, yeah. he made a great play, spying on the quarterback, and it just happened to fall right into a dude's hand. So it was kind of bad luck on that part. And I believe that was third or fourth down. So yeah, and, and so I, you know, was, um, oh, I've always want to say, but no, defensively, I we're we're fine. We. We got uh, we got the guys there. Uh, we just got it, you know. Got like Saban said, we got to stay, in, you know, on rushing attacks. We got to stay in our rushing holes. We can't get it straight because they did beat us a couple times uh, with a with a run. You know, we had some lanes open, but we just got to stay disciplined and stay within ourselves, and, and we'll be fine. That, that's yeah, I, I agree. The 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 execution is is what album needs to do on defense. Just execute the the call on the field, right. and. And even if you execute, sometimes I don't know why people have a hard time understanding this. First of all, I don't know if people forget, but the teams that I'm going to play, they have guys on scholarship too. Right. I mean, so that means they're capable of making plays. And yeah. you know what? The, the the coaches on the other side of the field, you know, they're being paid to coach football too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, so they know how to draw up plays, and sometimes you just get bested. I mean, that just happens. Yeah. I don't care if you have the best call ever on the defensive side of the ball. Sometimes that offensive guy is guessing right. And so he goes to the weak spot of that defensive call that you have. And it just happens from time to time. So I I think people need to just relax a little bit. Now, I know ain't nobody going to be relaxed next week against Ole Miss because, you know, Lane Kiffin's going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at Alabama. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about later on in the week. Uh, but overall, Jake, a great, great team win for Alabama. Like we talked about, the, the mentality, the focus, the intensity was there for the entire 60 minutes. Even when the backups come in, they were playing hard. And uh, it was nice to see guys like Jalen Milrow and Javon Baker make some plays. You know, Baker made that one great catch from Paul Tyson. Then he made that great touchdown catch from, from Jalen Milrow. So it's nice to see all those players getting involved and playing hard. Uh, just a lot to look forward to from this team. I, I think the team is – is starting to scratch the surface of what they be- can become as a team. Because, you know, it really don't matter who you are in September. It matters who you are in late November and December. And, of course, in January comes come the college football playoff time. So uh, that's when it really matters. And I think this team is not going to do anything but get better each and every week. Absolutely. I want to touch on special teams real quick. I yeah. mean, they of course, Will Rockard is, is a stud. Um, but – you know, I, I, my only request is please stop blocking in the back and stop holding when JoJo Earl feels a punt because, I mean, he's ready to go off and we always get a penalty, you know, to bring it back. And I'm like, man, the kid, kid's, you know, running his heart out and we we got to go back to the spot of the foul, you know. So we just got to work on that. But but Jamison Williams came alive and I don't see – you're going to have to do some mismatch coverages or something to try to get him back to the ball because I don't see anybody kicking to him the rest of the year. Well, I wouldn't kick to him. <laughs> no, no. I, I think I would take the penalty and start the 40. <laughs> Just kick it out of bounds. Just I, mean, I mean, because once he, once he lets loose, I, I love that, that angle they had of the camera because that 
you know, on that replay because that kicker saw him come, but the kicker was was watching, but he could not get turned around fast enough, and and he couldn't catch he him was, in time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man. And man, of course, the kicker don't have any speed, but still, I mean. Oh, uh, once once Jamison Williams gets going, you can forget about it. Oh yeah. I mean, the truth is, maybe top end speed, he may be faster than anybody else in the country. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, thank you, Ohio State, for, yeah. for you know, saying <laughs> that he would be like. That. They said he was like third or fourth on their, you know, on their depth chart. I don't see how. Y'all, yeah. y'all can use him right now. <laughs> <laughs> so they got guys quitting during the middle of the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you for that gift. Well, guys, we're fixing to wrap it up. We wanted to get an episode out, just kind of recapping that that win over Southern Miss. Like we said, it's going to be a big week this week. We're going to be on with with uh, Steve and Willis from from Positively Ole Miss a little bit later this week to kind of uh, look at this Alabama Ole Miss matchup. Uh, Jake and myself will also do an episode this week, kind of previewing that game. So we're excited about that. A lot to look forward to. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, make sure you jump in the comment section and give us your thoughts on Alabama's win over Southern Miss. Also, like, subscribe, share, uh, whatever platform you listen to us on. Just make sure you subscribe. Leave us that five-star review on Apple Podcast, and we would greatly appreciate that. I think we're one subscriber away from 100 on YouTube. So uh, let's try to make that happen over the next day or two. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, Jake, I don't have anything else to add. If you don't, uh, we can kind of wrap this up, you know, with a bow and – Get ready for Ole Miss. Yeah, I just want to say I found my lucky socks to wear Saturday. So <laughs> there we I'll go. I had to put these babies on, but uh, I'll have I'll have all my my uniforms, my, my game gear ready for Saturday because I feel like I'm going to be changing clothes a lot during that game. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> but anyway, I'm I'm excited and uh, it's going to be a great week. Uh, Ole Miss hate we if it officially starts now. So uh, let, let's get it rolling, boys. I, I feel I feel good about this game. Yep, I'm excited to, to kind of dissect this matchup, you know, this week and kind of look at each team and, and see, you know, who has the advantages where and and kind of how this game may play out. So excited about that. Like I said, make sure you subscribe today on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, just however you listen to us. Give us a huge thumbs up on YouTube and get in that comment section and give us your thoughts on today's episode. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up now. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Tide Talk Pod, Facebook Tide Talk Pod. Join the Facebook group, the Tide Talk Podcast. Uh, where else are we at, Jake? That's I guess that's about it. But yeah, <laughs> just much. just just search Tide Talk Pod, and you you can probably find us <laughs> anywhere you search that at. But we certainly appreciate that. You can follow me on Twitter at Blackwood eighty nine. And I'm a Jake Thomas TTS. All right, guys, until next time, roll tide. Roll tide. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.